This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. He's 2 of 4 this year for Todd McClellan in the shootout. For his career, 3 of 5. He's also a left-handed shot. Scoops it up at center. Wow. In over the line, left to right. Puck bouncing. Rich shot, score! And Dreisaitl recognized that puck was hopping all over the place, so he just let fly, and it worked out. Next, Pacioretty, who is 0 for 2 in shootouts this year. Talbot can win it right here. He needs one save, and the three-game losing streak is over. Pacioretty, 29% career. In over the line. Talbot needs a save. Wrist shot. Denied. Cam Talbot, a shutout. Well, a double shutout this afternoon. And despite being shut out, the Oilers win. Yes, that's how it can work occasionally in the NHL with the shootouts. one nothing is the final. Camp Talib- Talbot does his job again. Fifth shutout of the season. He makes 22 saves in regulation and overtime. Three more in the shootout. Leon Dreisaitl, the only player to beat a goaltender at any time today. Well, at least it counted. McDavid shot one in after the buzzer in overtime. And the Oilers escape Montreal with a one nothing victory. So you don't count that shootout goal. The Oilers have scored one goal in their last 10 periods. They only score once on the road trip, but they go one and two, and they snap their three-game losing streak. Thanks for tuning in this afternoon. It's 2-11. Along with Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. Overtime open line, courtesy of Canadian Brewhouse from the Terry Peranish Team Broadcast Centre. And, uh, man, Rob, just the game as it as it went further and further along, it was just like, man, is, is something going to go in today for either team? Certainly, though, the Oilers carried most of the play through the first 40 minutes. They- they did, and they had the better of the scoring chances. If you look back, there was one. Or there's breakaways. There was two on ones. There was three on ones. Uh, a puck rolled across the goal line. Another one off the post. And uh, the wrap around by McDavid had the goalie laying out and doing a snow angel in the in the on the ice. And they just couldn't find a way to get the puck into the back of the net. But when the puck wasn't going in, they also were doing a very good job of not allowing. Montreal to have good scoring chances going the other way. So in a game where the, the Oilers had to dress a couple of defensemen that have not played in a, in a long stretch up here at the NHL level, uh, the Oilers did a very good job of limiting the Montreal chances and got themselves the, the extra point in the shootout. So it was a good night for the Edmonton Oilers coming off you know, uh, a little bit of a struggle here since the All-Star break. They only allowed four goals in the mm-hmm. three games on the road trip. So after those... Uh, you know, kind of well, offense-filled games before the before the All-Star break. We get the opposite coming out of it, but the Oilers do get the win, 29-18 and eight on the season. That was Cam Talbot's save of the game, of course, for Armor Insurance. Complete a free quote for a ten-dollar Tim card at ArmorInsurance.ca. Okay, seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. We have Chris from Phoenix. Oh, hang on a second, Chris. I got the wrong button. Click there. Let's try that again. Okay, Chris, go ahead. All right, so once again, I'm going to reiterate uh, Cam Talbot. I love I love McDavid, but this guy is the MVP of the, of our team. I don't care what anybody says anywhere else. 
other than in Edmonton. This guy is a top-five goalie. He's been a top-five goalie this entire season. I remember last year when people were crying when uh, when Shirelli signed him to that three-year, four-plus-million-dollar contract. They're like, oh, he's unproven. This guy has been worth every penny. He's been phenomenal this year. He's, he, he hasn't had more than one bad game in a row. Um, and I think the only bad game that he really had was against Buffalo. Yeah. And that was it. Yeah, no, you're right. And he has been... Sorry, go ahead. No, yeah, you're right. In, in a year that Connor McDavid could win the NHL MVP, Cam Talbot has been the MVP of his team. And we're, we're seeing it more and more. The Oilers now are a good defensive hockey club. And it starts with goaltending. They're getting quality starts game in, game out. And it allows uh, the skilled forwards they have that when they have an off night, they are still in a hockey game. And Cam Talbot, again today, was lights out when he needed to be. And, and if he is not in the Vesna Trophy um, discussion, he needs to be. Uh, we, we, he's given up four goals in the last three games, right? Somewhere around there? It, well, exactly there, yes. Yep. Yeah, and then and then not to mention the eight-game, um, what was it, the 7-0-1 streak that we went on. And I, I don't think that uh, over that span, I think his goals against was sub-2. Somewhere around, what, 1.7 or 1.8 or somewhere around there. I can't, I can't, I'm not 100% sure. The guy has been lights out. It, 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 it's, it's not even funny. It, it, it's scary how good this guy can be. And it, it's like he never loses sight of the puck. He's always, he's never out of position. He's never scrambling. He's, he's, he's so, and I've never played goalie. I've never, I've never played hockey. Any kind of like, any kind of structured hockey. Heck, not even any kind of pickup hockey. And it's, and this guy is just, you could see it. You can see what this guy can do, and, and I hope the Oilers, I hope the team in the dressing room is, is just giving it to him and, and just thanking this guy because there are far too many, minus the first line, you know, Dave, McDavid is, is the driver, Drysdale is the driver. There are, there are far too many passengers in this last uh, little little while that need to uh, start to turn it up a little bit. Like we have far too many players right now that are. Uh, that are making it way too easy on themselves. Uh, Nugent Hopkins, Eberle, Lucic, Pouliot, I won't even mention because I don't even think he should be on this team anymore. I don't even know why he's playing. I, he needs to be in the press box. Um, I, I don't care what we're paying him. I, I would rather put a pylon out there uh, than have him. And I, and I don't like to have a whipping boy, but he, he just needs to show me something. Um, and hopefully uh, hopefully after this break, uh, you know, we uh, we go on a tear. And, and it's, it's amazing. We aren't even playing that good, and we're we're still up there. And uh, once again, it's a testament to Cam Talbot. Thanks, Chris. Goalie. Okay, we got to run, buddy. Thanks, Chris. That's Chris from Phoenix calling in tonight. Uh, this afternoon, 2:15, Oilers win one nothing. Certainly uh, another solid game by Cam Talbot, as he mentioned. And uh, Cam Talbot's our fourth star of the game for Missioner Allen Auctioneering. Check out ebayauctions.com for industrial and automotive sale dates. The three stars as picked by RDS McDavid, first star Montoya, very good for the Canadians. He does get credit for his shutout with 32 saves. He's the second star, and Leon Dreisaitl, the only guy to beat a goaltender this afternoon, is uh, your third star. Uh, certainly, the 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 scoring is was not has not been there. The offensive pressure has not been there, except from the McDavid line over the last couple of games. Certainly, um, but 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 look, I know I know people are going to bring it up. There's there's not going to be a massive change to this lineup in the next month. The trade deadline's still, well, a little under a month away now. There's not going to be a massive shakeup. Lucic is going to be on the team for a long time. Uh, I, I mean, Nugent Hopkins and Everly are going to be on the team 
for the rest of this year. I mean, Bob and I talked about that before the show. So it, there, and I said on the on the faceoff show, Rob, there are Shirelli problems, and there are McClellan problems. McClellan is going to have to deal with how to get these guys going, so they produce more offensively. Now, I think everybody checked the last couple of games; mm-hmm. they didn't allow a lot of great chances against. But you need something at the other end. You do, but sometimes you. You expect more than, than is possible. I mean, the Montreal Canadiens are a top seven team in the National Hockey League. And Jordan Eberle has got more points than every player but two on the Montreal Canadiens. So it's not like they've got a second line that when they're on the ice, you're worried. And you go through uh, the rest of the league. I mean, Anaheim, they're eighth in the National Hockey League. You look outside their first line, they don't have a whole lot. Uh, it's... They, they, we've seen what Eberle and Nugent Hopkins have done in the past. So that's why the expectations of more is there for us. But teams, most teams in the NHL don't have two lines to score on, consist, with, on a consistent basis. Having said that, they need to be a little bit more consistent in what they're doing. But if they're not scoring, they've got to be doing things defensively. And they have been much better as of late. And we can't forget the Edmonton Oilers right now are ninth in the National Hockey League. They're ninth. They're better than 21 other teams in the NHL. And this is a jump up from where they were 29th in the league last year. So as much as you want more out of certain players, you want more this, that, or whatever, this is still a good hockey club that has proven it can win in any kind of hockey game. They came into Montreal needing to win a hockey game, and they won it one nothing in a shootout. This wouldn't have happened last year the year before. If the Oilers didn't score in a game, it usually is because they were down 4 nothing or 5 nothing. So give credit where credit is due. This Oilers team came in, and they outplayed Montreal in Montreal and got a big two points. All right, one nothing is the final. That means a $25 donation to the Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation from Booster Juice, an oasis of freshness in a fast-paced world. 25 bucks for every goal throughout the season. You can follow the total on the Oilers page on 630Ched.com. Okay, we have Doug standing by. Doug, thanks for calling. Hey, guys, how's it going? Good. Good. Hey, listen, we'll take the two points today. Uh, those afternoon games uh, <laughs> on a Saturday or Sunday, whatever day they fall on, I've never liked them. They're always half sleepy, half awake, half whatever. Uh, not into it, partly into it. Those are tough games to play for anybody, I don't care, especially in back-to-backs. Eh? Uh, your point about Eberle and, and Nugent, and, you know, you're, you're absolutely right. They're with us for the rest of the year, two of my favorite guys. Disappointing they're not getting nothing done, but you know, the same token, what are you going to do? Uh, Trade trade deadlines less than a month away. You're not gonna. They're not going anywhere. You guys are absolutely right. I think the only thing forward that they can really work on, say in practice uh, per se, uh, lately uh, for the last oh, I don't know four or five games, our power play has been letting us down. Uh, if that's the difference between maybe a win, a tie, or a loss, or whatever you want to call it, uh, a loss tie. If we can get one goal out of five, one goal out of six, just to give you that little extra offense. Because, like I say, my favorite guys, Nuge and Hopkins, uh, we're not getting any secondary scoring. So that's the thing you can work on in practice, in my opinion. You, you can't teach scoring in practice. It is or it isn't. A, a shooter's a shooter, and he's going to score in a game or he's not going to score. But uh, the, 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 the practice on the power play is one thing that you can work on, like I say, in practice. Uh, Rob, I, you've been there. Uh, you get in the slump. We've talked about this in the past as a goal scorer. What more can you work on in practice out of those things I mentioned? No, you're right. Absolutely right. I mean, the one thing that we always stressed is when you, whenever there's a drill in practice, you don't shoot in the drill. You score in the drill. 
and a lot of players come down the drill says you're supposed to do this 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 and that when you get to the net you shoot the puck on net well you got to make sure you're shooting to score every time you shoot so it becomes second nature and Paul Coffey was the one that talked to me about that when the first couple of years I played with him he said don't just go and practice and warm up the goalie every time you shoot the puck shoot to score so your body gets used to it as for the power play absolutely you got to work on the power play as much as you can the problem that the Oilers have as well as all the teams in the National Hockey League right now there's just not enough time for practice the way they have the with the all-star break with these mandated NHLPA break they got coming up the shortened season because of the World Cup there's not a lot of practice time and there's so many things that coaches want to get in in the few practices they get to have some things are always going to be left out but a power play for the Oilers especially when they're not getting scoring from second through four their power play could win and lose hockey games for them. So I'm sure that Tom McClellan will have that as something that he's going to stress and he's going to work on a lot as practices move forward towards the playoffs. Yep, and they go 0 for 10 on the power play on the three-game road yep. trip. So it could have made could have been an extra point there if you get a if you get Absolutely. a power play goal at some point. Okay, it's 2:22. We got to take a quick timeout. The Oilers win it one nothing, one nothing in a shootout over the Montreal Canadiens. It's Canadian Brewhouse overtime open line from the Terry Peranich Team Broadcast Center. Live from the Terry Perenich Team Broadcast Center, this is Overtime Open Line. Brought to you by the Canadian Brew House on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Final score in Montreal in a shootout. Oilers 1, Canadians nothing. Leon Dreisaitl, the only goal of the shootout. Cam Talbot gets his fifth career shutout, or pardon me, his fifth shutout of the season. That ties a career high. Rob Brown, Reed Wilkins with you. Thanks a lot for tuning in. 780-496-0063. We have Alex on the line. Hello, Alex. Hey, thanks for having me on, guys. Yep. Well, first one. Alex, we're having trouble hearing you. Can you hear us? Yeah, I can hear you. Can okay. you hear me? Yeah, try again. You dropped out there. Okay, can you hear me now? Yes. Okay, well, first of all, I thoroughly enjoyed your show. I'm driving up to McMurray and... I purposely got on the road from a quarter to 11 so I can catch some pregame and listen to the whole show. I got to admit, man, Michaels and stuff really bring it there today. And uh, there was about seven minutes left, and I thought, oh, no, Montreal's not going to score. I mean, every time it seemed like Edmonton was going to score, and then uh, Montreal come back, and I was gripping uh, the steering wheel, that's for sure. But I'd like to talk about something, and it goes back to Minnesota, if I may. Yep, go ahead. You know, when they when they lost to Minnesota in that game, it's, you know, and they laid a goose egg there. And I know everyone talked about Russell having a bad game, whatever, and uh, Talbot definitely did it. And Talbot is, what an all-star. He's having a hell of a season. But uh, when they play like that, I almost thought it had a lingering effect going into Nashville just a bit. I'd like to see this team get a little more scrappy like they were. I'd like to see them get the, take the mitts off every now and then, you know, and, uh, and get down to business because I tell you one thing, if you know that Minnesota game, I think that's the wake-up call, and at least they've got some effort to win. And I'm glad they got Chicago when they come back at first game because they're going to get for real right away. All right. Well, I think we lost Alex. All of a sudden, it went dead there. But I think he, uh, I think he made his point. But he's, uh, yeah, Jack and Bob do do a great job calling the game, and uh, the 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 scrappiness. Uh, I mean, I know some people probably wanted Andrew Shaw to be. Uh, be tuned in earlier in the game when he uh, when he took McDavid down. Rob, you've been in that situation when it happens both for and against your team. I, I have, and there's a time and place for everything. 
And if the time and place opened up and presented itself in the game, then I'm sure that someone would have stepped up and done something. But it was a 0-0 hockey game. And the Montreal Canadiens were generating next to nothing, 5-on-5. Five five. You don't want to give them a power play. You don't want to allow Shea Weber to have time to cock it up and throw the big one-timer on net. So you, you, you bide your time. And if it comes, it comes. If it doesn't, it doesn't. You'll see that gentleman again. So I thought the Oilers handled it well. And I don't know, there may have been words said, because you didn't see Shaw later in the game. Eventually, he took a stupid penalty mm -hmm. that almost benefited the Oilers. So uh, I thought the Oilers played a, a very good road hockey game today. I thought they were engaged. They didn't give a whole lot up. They created the better of the chances. And in the end, they got the two points they deserved. All right. And the good news as well for the Oilers is we look at the advantage trailer rental scoreboard is that Los Angeles lost 5-0 to Washington. Now Calgary is trying to tie it against the New York Rangers. The Rangers are up 4-3 with 30 seconds left. We'll let you know what happened. we got to take a 90-second news update. Then we're right back with Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line from the Terry Peranish Team Broadcast Centre. So the Oilers now go into their bye week. They won't play again until Saturday when they host Chicago. Of course, we'll have that one for you on 6.30. Ched, coverage will start at 6.30. This afternoon's game, both goaltenders get credit for a shutout. The Oilers win 1-0 in a shootout. Leon Dreisaitl scoring. He lost the puck, Rob, but that was his move anyway. He shoots, and when we saw the replay, he almost shoots it right at the goalie's right skate. Well, he's trying to find the five holes, what he's trying to do. And he, 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 we've seen it a number of times with him. He's done it in the shootouts. He's done it in breakaways during games. He's doing it before the goalie gets set. The goalie's try, a goalie tries to time you. He, he comes out. As you're coming down, he gets to a certain spot. Then he starts backing up, and he goes in at the same speed as you go. That's why a lot of players come in fast and stop mm -hmm. or go in fast and slow down or slow down and go in fast later, trying to get the goaltender a little messed up. But Leon just comes in at the right speed, comes in from the side, and then he just a quick flick of the wrist before the goalie is set. And he catches them, and he's caught them a number of times this year. Uh, it, it was a great shot, and we, we've talked about it a lot. Five-hole is a good shot. There's not a lot of room. You look silly when it doesn't hit the right spot because it just hits him in the pads. But when you hit it, the goalie has a hard time getting his legs closed. So great shot by Leon Dreisaitl. Big goal for the Edmonton Oilers. All right, 780-496-0063. The Rangers do beat Calgary 4-3, and we have Cam on the line. Hi, Cam. Hey, guys. Uh, I just thought it was a really mature effort. If you look at it, both teams, Montreal and the Oilers, were both coming off of... Uh, being quite fatigued and, and I think to beat them at their own game like that's a pretty mature group over there and, and uh, in Montreal especially for them to be on home ice and just felt like we kind of choked choked them out and outweighted them and it's pretty exciting to see because we, we haven't done that very often in the past 10 years so and then um, as far as McDavid goes I thought I saw I, I mean I'm not here to be picky about the guy because he's a heck of a player but I thought he's he made some plays with the puck tonight that were a little bit questionable, a little bit haphazard with it and loosey-goosey, which might be a sign of fatigue. I thought he looked really fatigued two games ago. Like, he looked visibly fatigued. And then the person that was talking about the fighting, I, I think we've been stepping up and, and doing a lot of that recently. And then Talbot, I thought, was just, he was solid. I don't think he put himself in any positions where he needed to do anything extraordinary. I thought he was just a good solid goaltender, which is, you know, just was perfect. And finally, my question is, did you guys see Lucic? Uh, I you know it's tough to say for you guys because you know, you have relationships with these guys, but 
did you guys see any body language issues with him today? Um, undoing the chin strap on the bench and and uh, you know he looked pretty deflated and pretty pretty PO'd a few times. So I'll just leave that with you guys and ask and, and get off the line. But just wonder if you guys had noticed anything with body language with him tonight. Uh, I didn't notice anything. Um, I just, I, like, we're watching the same TV feed you are. So. Yeah, and the, with Lucic, I think, I mean, he's on the first power play unit and he's playing on the uh, line with Nugent Hopkins and Everly. If he was going to have body language issues, it would have been uh, a week ago when he was on the third line. Well, so and he did, have, he, he did look yeah. frustrated he a couple times they've shown him. I didn't, I didn't notice it today as much as I did. I mean, he had, a, he had seven hits today, Milan Lucic, that led the team, so... Uh, Connor McDavid being fatigued, I'm sure the entire team is fatigued. Three games in three and a half days. I, but I question whether he was loosey goosey with the puck at all. Uh, to me, he and he was named the number was he number one? No, number three star. In no, the he game. was named number one oh, yeah, on num- the NHL yeah, game yeah, sheet. Yeah, he was number one star, and I thought again, I thought he was the best player on the ice. Talbot was the best player, and McDavid was the best skater on the ice today. Okay, I, I had a hard time getting that one out. <laughs> Sometimes You're already on the bye week, Rob. Yeah, uh, I, I've shut her down. I'm in Super Bowl mood now. Talbot, obviously excellent. Let's go back to Montreal, and here's the Oilers goaltender. Trip on a positive note, and to get the two points going into this bye week. Yeah, we needed these two points, and it was a big win moving forward. I mean, you never want to go into a bye week on a, on a sour note. We were able to come out tonight and, and get a big two points and head into the break feeling pretty good. How did you see the game from your point of view, uh, considering the Habs did look like they had some good looks on you? Yeah, I mean, they're an opportunistic team. Uh, we, I thought we played pretty good tonight, though. We didn't give them a whole lot of chances when we did. Uh, was able to control them, and we were able to clear out those rebounds. So uh, credit to the guys in front of me. They did a great job tonight. Pressure mounts a little bit when it becomes obvious you're not going to win unless you get a shutout. <laughs> you never know that. I mean, I, I, we can get a goal at any point, but, I mean, I put enough pressure on myself no matter what the score is. So when it's 0-0, there's a little bit of added pressure, but um, I know that if I just do my job and keep us in the game, we're going to have a good chance. What's the mood for you guys going into a five-day break? Uh, it's a lot better than it was. Uh, I mean, it's a, it's a big emotional win tonight, and it's good to go into the break with a big two points. All right, Cam Talbot, 22 saves in regulation and overtime. Three more stops in the shootout. Oilers beat the Canadians 1-0. We have Darren on the line. Darren, thanks a lot for calling. Hey, Reed, how's it going? We're doing great. Excellent. I just want to uh, call and make the comment. I first-time caller, but uh, I thought... Although Cam Talbot didn't have a lot of work today, that, uh, you know, basically he did his job perfectly and, in my opinion, should have uh, warranted at least some consideration on the three stars. And I certainly, myself, would have picked him first because, in my opinion, that, uh, you know, a goalie can't do any better than the shadow. I, I agree. Perfectly. To me, yeah. the, to me, the three stars in a game like this is pretty easy. The first two stars are the two goalies. They both have right. shutouts. So, and then you absolutely. can decide who you want your other star to be. Uh, you're right. I don't think it bothers the players at all. But you're absolutely right. Both goaltenders should have been the first and second star. Yeah, because in my opinion, especially in, in hockey, it just seems like, you know, I think in every sport you hear the, the notion that uh, defense wins championships. And yet the goalie in hockey is so underrated that, uh, you know, because when it comes down to it, you know, when, when we go into the playoffs and that kind of thing, your last line of defense is that goalie and he's stellar. I'm, I'm not sure that any fan in Edmonton will think that the goaltending uh, position is underrated after the last seven, eight years here in Edmonton. <laughs> but yeah, Talbot, well, yeah, thanks, Jerry. I Darren. agree with that. I agree with that. I think if, you've, if you're knowledgeable about the game, and that's where I appreciate you guys' comments, because you know that the goalie is 
that important to the team kind of thing. And I, I just think it should have warranted a, a star there somewhere. Yeah. Well, I, w- I would have had with my three tonight for sure. And, and Talbot doesn't give up that that backbreaking goal, as we've often talked about. We haven't. We've spent very little time questioning. Oh, should have he had it? How? What was the caliber of the shot? Most nights, he's let in one less than the other guy, and, mm-hmm. and that's his job. And that's he said in Rob to answer Rob Tichkowski's question. He said, "I don't know. My team might have scored, but I just knew if I kept stopping them, we were going to have a chance." So there you go. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. We have Norm on the line. We're going to finish the play live with from the Terry Branch Team Broadcast Center. This is overtime open line. Brought to you by the Canadian Brewhouse on Oilers Radio six thirty. Chad. One nothing in a shootout. Oilers beat the Canadians to end their three-game losing streak. Thanks for joining us. Super Bowl Sunday. Rob Brown, Reed Wilkins, and Norm on the open line. Hello, Norm. Hello, boys. Uh, as usual, my propers to Rob, the best analyst in the game. I uh, I, I, I hate critiquing a win, uh, but it's more related to the lack of offense, and I don't I know they're tired, but in the past, when they're not tough enough, they weren't tough enough today in the past when you you get that big hit at the right time and all of a sudden it just opens up an opportunity and the puck ends up in the net. And um, I, I just see that really, the effort I, I thought was there, uh, but I just see that in the end as being sort of what was lacking this afternoon and why you know we went 65 minutes without a goal. Oh, it's funny you, you say that because at one point I did say to Reed during the game, have you seen a hit in this game? Because <laughs> it didn't yeah. seem to be a whole lot of them. That could be partly because two teams are very fatigued. I mean, yeah. so the, the Oilers, and, uh, the Oilers are, are a much more physical team than they have been in the past. Oh, for sure. And and, and that's what I'm saying. Like this year, when, when you see that physicality come out, they have so many more opportunities uh, that just arise out of that. And and your philosophy earlier on that, Rob, about um, you know, it was such a close game. I, it, maybe they were just a little bit um, you know scared of taking the risk of uh, a penalty or something. Yeah, I mean that could be in the back of their heads. They don't want to take a dumb penalty, and all of a sudden, like you saw, Kajula gets called on a a, a very soft call by the referee where he just kind of leaned to, into the to the Montreal player. He gets called for interference, so no one wants to be the goat in a game like this. So yeah. it wasn't as physical as we've seen in the past, and, and obviously physicality is part of the Oilers' game now, and they're much better when they are a physical team. Yeah, So, but they got the two points, and now they got some time off, and um, I guess we'll see starting next weekend where we go. Enjoy the Super Bowl, Norm. Pardon me? I said enjoy the Super Bowl. Okay, you guys too. Okay, Bye. that's Norm calling in. We're going to have Stu finish the play in a second, but let's go back to Montreal for uh, Connor McDavid because I believe he talks about that uh, play where Andrew Shaw took him down. Oh, and um, you know, like I keep saying about uh, Weber, he's a tremendous player and it's tough to play against, so definitely not a lot, uh, a lot of fun. I've seen you draw Drew the three penalties tonight. I guess the Shaw non call is one that you might not to. The what? The Shaw non call first period against the snap wall. Uh, it's uh, like a trip there. Can you just give us your uh, account of what happened on that? 
Which play? The slew fit? No, uh, uh, no, I, I did, it wasn't really anything serious or anything like that. So, um, you know, I think they might already had a penalty coming up there anyway. So, you know, it's tough to, to call two on a play like that. But, um, you know, definitely, uh, um, you know, drew some penalties and that's good. Um, you know, the crowd was getting on me a little bit, but uh, I definitely was not diving. Um, you know, all, all three of those chances, um, you know, I'm trying to make a play at the net and, and um, well, just end up, you know, stuff ends up happening. So definitely not diving or anything like that. All right, so he kind of addressed the the, the booze uh, and the and the diving on his own. I didn't I didn't think he was uh, diving. He downplays the shine. Said I think I think Big David has had his outburst for the season directed at Brandon Manning earlier in the year. So I, I think he'll let the NHL and the referees handle any other abuse, which is yeah. kind of his mo. And I, I mean, I just don't think there was a whole lot in that one. I, I I don't. They were tangled up. Shaw got him, knocked him down. Could it have been a penalty? Yes, but it wasn't anything that worth talking about after a hockey game. All right. Uh, obviously, no Japanese Village goal light today. The Oilers have to score five or more in a game for us to turn that on on the Oilers page on 630Ched.com, and then you can print up a coupon for a free appetizer. Japanese Village, three locations, downtown, south side, and north side. one nothing. Edmonton beats Montreal in a shootout. All right, Stu, you're going to finish the play with us, but first, give us your thought or your question. Uh it was a great game tonight. I think the Oilers played pretty good. Uh, I'm surprised Price wasn't playing, but he played last night. So I guess he's got to have a day off, right? Yeah, and Montoya did a good job. Yeah, and uh, Talbot doesn't need a day off. No, he could, they just keep throwing him in there, eh? Yeah, for sure. All right, anything else, or do you want to finish the play? Uh, yeah, I got one more thing. Uh, about three years ago, this is kind of bizarre, but it's kind of looking that way. I said that Toronto and uh, Edmonton would be in the Stanley Cup in uh, 2017. Well, that's this year. Yeah. Well, did you put a little money down on that in Vegas? Uh, no, I didn't, but I predicted it three years ago, and everybody said, you're nuts. And I'm just thinking, well, it's Canada's 150th birthday. The last time the Leafs won was 150 years ago. They can't play Montreal in the <laughs> final, so they're gonna, it's going to be two against three, the ones with the most cups. <laughs> well, I, I, I like that shot at the Leafs' last victory. The Oilers are very much on track to make the playoffs. I think Toronto is too. The percentage-wise, yes, they're they're ahead of Philadelphia in points percentage, but behind in behind in points. So they they're they're it's going to be tough. But uh, I was just throwing it out there three years ago, you know. Yeah. Well, that's eventually a Canadian team's going to win it. It's been since 1993, as I'm sure you know. Stu, but I was let's thinking, finish. You know, I was thinking it's the anniversary, so why not call Toronto Edmonton? You know, and everybody thought it was crazy about four years ago, three years, 2014. I'd love to see two Canadian teams in the Cup final, especially if one wild? were the Oilers. <coughs> Stu, anyway, okay. Let's finish the play, Stu. You have already won an eight-day parking pass to Jet Set We Park, brought to you by Jet Set Parking. Park cheap and easy. Visit jetsetparking.com. Now you can also be entered into the grand prize draw for a $1,000 GC to Integra Tire Auto Center. Visit Integra Tire to experience service you can trust. Integra Tire, experience integrity. Here we go. Coming off a career high, 11 goals last year. Drive off Talbot, off the post, rebound. All right, uh, do the uh, Canadians score on the rebound or not? Nope. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Coming off a career high, 11 goals last year. Drive off Talbot, off the post. Rebound, another left pad save made by Cam Talbot. Well, it was an easy one today. We made it easy today. No, he deserved it. Yeah, it's Sunday. People are transitioning from watching the Oilers to watching the football. Stu, stay on the line. When we get back, Rob and I will do our Super Bowl predictions. 
You'll hear from head coach Todd McClellan. Oilers win one nothing. It's Canadian Brewhouse this overtime. This is overtime open line. Brought to you by the Canadian Brewhouse from the Terry Perenich Team Broadcast Center. Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, six thirty. Chad. Well, thanks for tuning in. Super Bowl Sunday turns out to be super for the Oilers. Kind of an unusual game. Goes to a shootout, and the Oilers win one nothing. Both Talbot and Montoya get credits for shutouts. Now, one thing we should talk about here, our adjustment of the game for Alberta's chiropractors. Life is the roughest game of all. Feel better, move better, live better. With help from your chiropractor, visit albertachiro.com. Injuries to Russell and Benning, and Benning has actually been placed on IR. So Osterley comes up from the farm. Plays 16-0-1, pretty, I think, quiet and effective game for him. Griba comes back into the lineup, plays 15-34, three hits. Both guys get the job done up front. Matt Hendricks gets the day off. Anton Lander comes in, plays 10 and a half minutes, goes uh, four for seven in the faceoff circle. Played a minute 41 straight shorthanded <laughs> as the Oilers killed off the only time they were uh, short in this entire game. So uh, the guys who had to fill in, uh, you know, Quiet and effective, I guess. They, they did their job. If you're in a, all three players that came in are defensive type players. You know, Lander on the penalty kill in your fourth line. You got two defensemen coming in, and, and you win a game one nothing. You're, the guys that came in did their job, so good on them. All right, let's do it, Rod. Now, I already made a Super Bowl prediction on the last uh, episode of Inside Sports on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I am cheering for Atlanta, but I'm picking New England because they have the hoodie who will find a way to limit Julio Jones. I think I'm taking New England 31-22. Okay, I'm going to go with New England because that's my team. I've been a Pats guy for years. I'm going to go 36-30. And a touchdown late in the game. You're going for to live up to the offensive showcase. All right. I, I, I am. Because I, <laughs> I don't like defense at all. I cheer for teams that score points. All right. Oilers win one nothing. Not a lot of scoring <laughs> today for Rob Brown. Let's go back to Montreal. Here's Oilers head coach Todd McClellan. I was asking that, you know, Montreal probably played a road game at home. Did you have the same feeling? Uh, about Montreal's game? Yeah, about the way they, they clogged the middle and they, they stopped their speed and... I thought it was a well-played game by both teams. Um, you know, while they were doing that, we had to do that against their team. They're they're quick and they're fast, and I think those are two different things. And Montreal happens to have both elements. Uh, I thought it was a well-played game by both teams, both goaltenders, Sean, when they needed to. And um, you know, there's a lot of high-scoring, entertaining games. I thought, in my opinion, at least, this was an entertaining game that didn't uh, produce a lot of offense. How relieving, Todd, to go into the break with uh, two points instead of going all for here. Well, anytime you can uh, put an end to a uh, losing streak, you're happy whether it's going into a break or not. But um, I thought when we came out of the All-Star break, we weren't very good and we improved in in each of the four games. Uh, The problem is we're going into another so-called break and uh, we've got to start all over again next week. So um, get the rest and and maybe learn a lesson from from the All-Star break and and apply it to... uh, returning next week. Is there any way to guard against that? Or how? Uh, you know, we all talk about learning lessons and preparing and all that type of stuff. It's it's hard to get the engine going again. And, um, you know, we'll try and do a better job of it when we play Chicago, I believe it is. Connor was saying that he, that he is not used to getting booze. So when you hear him getting booed by a crowd, there was a pretty good barometer for the fact that he was really uh, asserting his play and drawing calls. I think uh, when you get booed by a crowd, it's it's often a sign of respect. Um, he's, he's doing some things on the ice that are recognizable. Um, 
you know, I'm sure they're booing because he was drawing penalties. And I can tell you, I've watched him play for two years, and never once has he left his feet uh, intentionally. Uh, the number of other calls that could go his way, uh, he fights through it every night. So um, kudos to him for drawing the boos. So are you going to take some time off now? Or? Uh, we'll take a couple days as a staff. Everybody needs some rest. So uh, uh, personally, I'll get a chance to see my family, which I'm looking forward to. Uh, I know a lot of the guys have uh, have some plans to go and, and get their rest. And th this is the thing about the five-day thing. Right now, everybody's excited about it. We're all happy that it exists. It's the other 364 days of the year that... Uh, but I don't agree with it. I, I just don't think it's it's a smart thing. We can spread those those days out during the year and give them rest when they when they really need it instead of playing nine games in 13 nights. Three goals in the four games between the breaks. Is that just sort of an anomaly, or is it is lack of offense something you have to address? No, I hope it's an anomaly. Um, you know, we normally uh, can produce offense at a fairly good rate. And, find ways to score goals um, if somebody was joking after the game we tried to score one and win in in Carolina and we couldn't so we decided not to score any and win so um, you know we've got nowhere to go but up after that we had some good opportunities I think our power play's got to get sharper uh, but um, the offense will come well, we aren't going to say this very often. The Oilers get shut out and win. Al Montoya and Cam Talbot both with clean sheets. It goes to a shootout. Leon Dreisaitl gets the only goal, and the Oilers beat the Canadians 1-0. More on your favourite team on the Oilers page on 630Ched.com. Next Oilers broadcast is Saturday when they host Chicago, 3.30 for the face-off show. The game will start at 8. Thanks to Brandon Graziano and Kellen Kennedy, our studio producers this afternoon. This has been Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line from the Terry Peranich Team Broadcast Centre. On behalf of Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. Coming up to the 3 o'clock news, enjoy the Super Bowl. Talk to you soon. Six thirty, Chad. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins, weekdays at six on Six Thirty, Chad.